Hello and welcome to the DC United Kingdom podcast. This is season two, episode 11. I'm your host, James Graham. Great to be back. I know last week we did a extra time special and that was pretty awesome. Was it last week? It was a week before. I lose track of time these days, you know, COVID, working again after having so much time off and uh, potentially looking after Jack. Yeah, it's getting a bit crazy. Um, as you can see, there's no one around. I'm on my own, but good reason. There is a special guest coming up on, on today's show, so we will be meeting up with that person very, very soon. Um, I caught up with this guy early on today, so we'll, we'll see that. But in news, I found out today that uh, there are nine players who have tested positive at FC Dallas. Nine. I'm a little bit worried, I'm not going to lie, and... It's going to be a bit strange because they're all in a bubble. Now, they tested negative before they left Dallas. Now they've tested positive. But apparently, they've all been in the bubble. Questions have got to be asked about how they've managed to test positive in that time. Because, you know, there should have been as much isolation as possible getting to the airport. I'd like to think that they had their own flight for themselves to the ASPN wide world of sports complex. I know, again, it's, that is a bit of a mouthful. And then they would have had minimal contact with people getting to the complex. So I'm scared to think how they got that. And it puts me in my mind a huge doubt of whether this tournament can actually go ahead properly. I know all of you out there I'm really, really worried, and we've seen in the NWSL, uh, Orlando Pride pulled out um, of the tournaments. There's been comments about them testing with false positives, but you can't be too safe. I mean, I'd rather have a false positive, be put into isolation for two weeks, then get a false negative, because that's the worst outcome, isn't it? So we shall see how it goes, whether Dallas... Complete the tournament? Who knows? Obviously, they'll be taking that day by day. We will see. But as you heard on previous episodes of this show that we've had, the the tournament was announced. That was great news. Then the group stage was announced. We found out who we were up against. So we were up against Toronto, New England Revs, and Montreal Impact. Then, recently, we finally found out the schedule. Gets in there. Um, so, as you know, the schedules, the kickoff times are early in the morning. Normal uh, evening kickoff kind of time, 8 o'clock one. And then a half past 10 in the evening, in your American time. For me in the UK, that's a bit... Mm, not great. I'm not going to lie. And We've only got the 8pm and the 10.30 kick kickoff. We didn't get the 9 o'clock one, which would have been great for me. So, I'll, I'll quickly run through it. If you don't know, let's let's quickly run through it. So, up first, we've got Toronto, and that is an 8 p.m. Eastern sometime kickoff. Um, that, for me, is a 1 a.m. kickoff um, in the UK, for all of you who are listening in the UK. And then, whatever time it is, if you're further afield. Um, that is on July 10th, uh, Friday evening, or Saturday morning, our time. 
New England Revolution is the next game, and that is on July 16th. That is, again, another 8 p.m. kickoff. Um, and again, for, for us in the UK, that is a 1 a.m. kickoff. The last game of the group stage is Montreal Impact. Now, this is going to be the killer, because that, in American time, is 10.30 p.m. That's tough anyway, because it's very late in the evening. But in the UK, it's a 3.30 a.m. kickoff. Yeah, I got work the next day. That's going to be a fun one. Um, I'm thinking for that one, I'm going to nap beforehand. Tactical nap, as we're going to call it. And then wake up just before the kickoff and then, you know, I'll do my classic tweeting, as you all love. Um, so those are the times and the order of the games. I want to know what you think about it. So feel free to tweet in, um, tweet at me at DC United Kingdom. Um, or even drop me a DM. Um, I want to know how far do you think we go? It's a difficult one, granted, because there's only been two games in the season already. That's it. Um, we've had this three-month layoff. We're going through kind of a pre-season. This is really a pre-season tournament, in, if you think about it, just with a nice big prize at the end of it, a place in the CONCACAF Champions League next season. Um, and some money, you know, because everyone likes money. Anyway, I'm babbling on a little bit because, you know, I want to get on to the, uh, the, sp the sponsor message will be coming up very soon. But, you know, with the interview. So who did I get on this in this week's show? So it is. He is making his second appearance, but we'll actually find out after the sponsor message. Hi, James. Great to see you again. It's Henry here from the MLS UK show. Uh, right, MLS is just around the corner. How exciting is that? And uh, to celebrate on the MLS UK show, we're hopefully going to be doing our first full-length episode in the studio since March, February. When did all this happen? Can't remember. Uh, anyway, that's that to look forward to. Um, if you want to catch up with everything that we've done on the show since then, uh, we spoke to some uh, really cool MLS players, uh, John Champion, of course, a uh, commentator as well. No DC United players, but we're working on it, we promise. Uh, then make sure you subscribe to MLS UK Show on uh, where you get your podcast provider and on YouTube as well. Uh, right, we'll be back soon. That's it from me. Uh, back now to what you're really watching this for, and that's James talking about DC. See you soon. So on this week's episode... I've got a very special guest, as you can probably see. He is over, if you're watching, he's over that side. I keep forgetting which way I've got to go because, you know, it changes uh, every week. Um, it's Russell Knauss. Thank you for coming on onto the show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So, obviously, as you know, this will, uh, we've got some questions for you. But um, first of all, how happy are you that not only is soccer back, but MLS is back with a tournament? Pretty happy, man. Um, it was a, a long time long downtime, not, not playing, uh, at some point training on your own just gets, gets annoying. And you, uh, <laughs> you have to dig really down deep, uh, to really stay motivated, which I, which I was able to do, but at some point it's just, you want to get back into the team environment. So we're, we're all excited. Obviously there's a lot going on in the world, but, uh, we're excited to get back and be able to just play with each other, train with each other and, and get into a team environment. Yeah, I can imagine just not having anyone around to bounce, whether it's ideas off or anything like that, it's just going to possibly send you a little bit insane. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's what it was. I mean, we tried to stay consistent on a weekly basis, still 
covering tactics and, and doing all those things. So we keep our minds engaged within the sport. Um, but it's difficult. You're not in the same room. You're not having those conversations on a daily basis like you would with, uh, with normal training and being in the locker room. Even now we're not in a locker room setting where we're, you know, where we're engaging in conversation like we would with our teammates. We're still, we're still having that now, but um, definitely an interesting time for sure. <laughs> so what, what, would you say has been kind of the, the thing that you've missed the most from uh, the training side of things? Yeah, I think playing, just being, being out in the field with teammates. Like even when we got back into the original group hmm. training sessions where we, you know, we weren't able to actually like go and tackle someone, get in like physical battles. We, we were just passing with each other like oh. that. That to me was, it was fun just being able to interact with guys and like, obviously I, I enjoy then the competitiveness once you get back into small sided games, 11 v 11 and all that. But that's what I miss most, just being able to be on the field and, and the soccer ball brings everyone together. So no matter what's happening, like when we get out in that field, everyone's happy. Everyone's, you know, excited to be back. So that, that was definitely something that's been missed most, I think from every single player. Yeah. And it's, I think it's more of a, a sense of normality as well. The things are just getting back to the way of the work. Yeah, and, and I think for a little bit now here in the future, things aren't going to be completely normal. But it does it does give a little sense of normality, just being back in training. And I, I tried to stay consistent with my schedule. Um, even, you know, with the three weeks, I was pretty – or three months off. Like, mm. I wasn't off. I was still consistent with my schedule, trying to wake up every morning, same time, going into training on my own, not with the team. But that helped me stay pretty consistent with it. Um, but definitely, definitely interesting. Yeah, that is definitely one word. Um, so obviously some soccer around the world has already been back and we've had things like the Bundesliga, for example. Have you been keeping tabs on your former team, Hoffenheim? Yeah, they had a good run here uh, mid-Europe. So it's, it's been pretty impressive to see. They've had a lot of turnover since I left, but I definitely, mm. I still keep up with them. I mean, I know a lot of the guys within the club, so... Some of the guys are still there from when I was there, but it's definitely cool to see. Um, and it's it's nice having soccer back on, you know, on the television you can watch. And really, it makes me excited to be able to get back out and playing. I know things are a little bit different here in the, in the United States right now than their situations, but it gives a bit more hope that, you know, we can get back to something like that. No, definitely. And uh, just a quick question. For the, those games that you've watched, did you watch it with with crowd noise or without crowd noise? <laughs> with the with the crowd noise, <laughs> that's, that's funny. I mean, it's I I was watching the La Liga games where they have the fake uh, stand or play people in the stands. <laughs> some some of the camera angles it doesn't pop up. I didn't realize it initially, and then I was watching I'm like twenty minutes in. I'm like that that's not right. But no, it's I mean it's it does. I mean, make a little bit of an atmosphere. It's a little it's it's odd. Um, there's pros and cons to it, but yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued to see whether when I get to watch, obviously, you guys play and whether they'll uh, have, no have the crowd noise or not. I have no idea what that <laughs> what that's going to look like. I'll be interested to see that too. Absolutely, and as you were on the um, show earlier on in the year, um, you mentioned that you followed Man United. So have you been catching up with them as well? A little bit, a little bit. I mean, it's obviously nobody's catching Liverpool like they they no. were unbelievable this year but um 
definitely been keeping up with them. I've been following actually more more Bundesliga lately than than Premier League, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So just because it was like, you know, they had a few games left, and it was actually the the relegation battle for me was the most interesting piece of it. So yeah, I mean, for me, I I wasn't um, avid watcher of Bundesliga until this summer, and I've ended up yeah, it's um, been interesting for a lot of people. Yeah, um, I've watched a lot of Dortmund, but there was a little um, a flowchart that came out saying who should you support in the Bundesliga, and for me it was Hoffenheim. So I've been keeping the tabs on them. So oh, cool. it's been it's been good That's all good. round. That's um, awesome. So as you've already touched on about training in the lockdown, you said you kept to the schedule. Um, really, how much better is it now that you've got your teammates around? Yeah, like I said before, it's. I mean, just having that collaboration and being able to be within a team environment. It just makes everything easier. Um, when you, when you're working out individually, like you have, there's only so much you can do. Right. And even yeah. when we got back into the small group trainings, there was only so much we could do. So being able to go back out with the teammates and, and do different drills and really pass the ball to someone and receive, get it back at a high level. Like when you're, when you're working out on your own, you can't do all that stuff. So um, definitely awesome. Yeah. And Obviously, the MLS's back tournament has come around. Um, did you actually think that there would be any Major League Soccer action happening this year? Was the tournament a bit of a surprise? Yeah, I mean, I was in in the conversations about what was going to happen um, as the player rep for the club, for the team. Um, yeah. And there was times where I was like, okay, it's it's not possible. Even now, I mean... Obviously, we're going down there. We want to we want to play and win the tournament. There's obviously some positive cases around the league, so like you have you you automatically have a little bit you know worry about what's going to happen. Um, yeah. But it's interesting. I mean, I think that's right now within the current United States and what's happening. Like, it's not possible from a league wide standpoint to be able to to be able to have probably games in your home market. Maybe a few clubs are you know are exceptions, but then you have a few clubs that couldn't do it. So how do you do a whole season? Um, and this is kind of obviously the idea to bring everyone to a centralized location and, and make it possible to get something going. Um, we'll see how it, how it works out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as we've seen, uh, I think it's FC Dallas. Have had, Dallas six, yeah. six players tested positive since arriving. I think they have nine now, nine players. Wow. Oh, flip it. Heck, that's, that's insane. Yeah. I, potentially pulling out of the tournament, do you reckon? Or? It's, who knows? I mean, yeah. they still have to wait for more tests and anything can happen. It's definitely possible. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, we've had the group stages drawn. Um, what do you make of our group? We obviously, we've got Toronto, Montreal, and New England Revolution. Yeah, I think, I think looking at that on paper, I think, you know, with looking at our team specifically as well, like, I think we can go out and, and win the group. Um, I also, with that said, I think it's difficult to really figure out what teams, you know, are going to be in form, what teams aren't like with us. We obviously lost a week of training at some, uh, at one point, um, different, different teams have had no cases. Some teams have had more, like we only had two games at the beginning of the year. So we also couldn't get a really good feel for teams. So it's going to be, really up in the air. I don't know if I would say it's more difficult and more easier than other groups just because of all those factors that go into it. But, um, you know, we're going to look at it one game at a time and, and hopefully make the best of it. Um, I was going to ask, who do you think will be the toughest opponent? But obviously going on what you've just said there, yeah, it could it, be anyone. It, 
it could be anyone, honestly. I mean, we just don't know at this you know, at this time. Yeah. Um, the schedule itself, um, it's actually it looks like it's spread out quite nicely because I think we've got like six days between games. So obviously these will be our first games. Would you prefer to play more games quickly or are you happy with how the schedule has played out? Yeah, I'm fine with the schedule. I think it, you know, MLS had originally planned a little bit longer. They shortened it, um, set it up like a World Cup structure a little bit. Yeah. And I think from a recovery standpoint and the little time that we did have to prepare, I think that those days between are important. So it is good that we have we have those six days, for example, to be able to recover and get our feedback because quite honestly, I mean, we haven't been able to play any any friendlies, no games, nothing to prepare for it. So it's going to be difficult in that, in that sense um, to be fully 90 minutes game fit. It's just yeah. the reality. So I think those, those recovery days are, are super important. Um, and I noticed on the schedule, the, the kickoffs are a little bit different. So you've got, yeah. you've got your nine o'clock, you've got your late evening kickoff. How, how is that going to play into how you're going to, set up the game and things like that. Are you going to worry about the kickoff times or are you just going to go in and just play it as normal? I mean, I think we have to go in and play it as normal. Obviously, there's a little bit different preparation based on the times. Um, like the really late games and the really early games are not not your normal times. <laughs> not ideal to prepare for a game in that sense either. But, yeah, I mean, we just have to – we can only control so much and, and we really have to just – you know, if we do have a time, a set time at – a late game or an early game. I mean, prepare the best we can as players, uh, making sure our, our times are sleeping is scheduled differently. The times we eat, all that stuff is set accordingly. Um, mm. So we can have the best success as possible. No, definitely. And then obviously being the height of summer, the weather. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a bit tricky. So do you, do you reckon you'll have plenty of uh, drinks breaks? How do you think it'll impact on the players' performance? Yeah, it's it's not going to be easy. It's going to be almost it, it'll be a mental mental battle. Um, yeah, and and everyone needs to be ready and have that mindset going down there. That yeah, we know we know we haven't had that much time to prepare. We know it's going to be hot. Like there's going to be a lot of things that aren't ideal in a in a soccer situation that you'd like, right? But yeah. at the same time, um, everybody else has to deal with that too. So we have to be able to mentally be strong and and make sure that we prepare and do everything possible that we can do so that we can go out there again and be successful. Like I said, so. Yeah. And then nextly is obviously when you're playing the real, there aren't going to be any fans around. So do you think that's going to have a major effect on how you're going to perform? Because obviously we've seen over in, in Europe and the EPL, it's been a bit odd and the, the away teams have always performed a bit better than the home teams. And I think that's, partly down to the fact that there's no fans there obviously it's a neutral venue so um but no fans how's that going to feel and what can you expect from that yeah it, it's going to be different obviously with us we always love playing our home games in front of the fans um they always really give us it's like the 12th man they always really push yeah. us to be able to attack the game if we're down late or continue to um push the game when we're, we're in front so those are things that each player individually have to prepare for and really not let it affect it. I mean, you think of preseason games, okay, well, this is, this is games that count for regular season. So we need to prepare, prepare like that, you know, and we need to make sure that 
those things that normally fire us up that we find it internally motivating to be able to go out and give our best effort. So definitely going to be something new, yeah. uh, a good experience in that sense, you know, being able to adapt to something like that, um, I think is key. So the people and players, teams that are able to adapt and really stay motivated for those situations will be the ones that are successful. Yeah. And then you've got um, plenty of downtime because you're going to be isolating. You're in, you're on little pods from what I understand. Um, so what are you going to do in your spare time? Are you going to take an Xbox or PlayStation 4? Are you going to listen to my podcast maybe? Or have you got some thoughts <laughs> in mind? That's always an option for sure. <laughs> Um, no, I think a couple guys will bring down gaming consoles. I have my switch. I'm going to bring down, I love streaming stuff and I want to, you know, I can stay busy with a lot of my business things I'm doing, uh, on the side, reading books. I, I want to try to try to read more and, and really go get through books. I'm not the best at, you know, I start them and then I kind of takes me a while to get through it. So I'd like to get through a couple books while I'm down there, use that downtime to do yeah. something. What type type of books are you gonna read then? Are you a fantasy, crime? What kind of what, what, I'm like, what do you enjoy? I'm not that fun, like with that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, give me some like financial business books. Like I have this one. Yeah, like that's what I, I like reading because I don't like reading to begin with. I'd rather instead of reading a fiction book, I'd rather watch a movie. Which is obviously some people would be like, Oh, what are you talking about, Russell? But, that's no, uh I get that. I get that. So if I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read something I'm really like passionate about, interested in. If not, then I'm just gonna watch uh, you know, <laughs> Netflix or something. So And you said you're gonna take your switch. Are you playing Animal Crossing? I'm not, but no? that may be a game uh I, you know I, I don't know. I'll have to talk <laughs> to Paul about that. He's been playing that with his girlfriend, so <laughs> I've heard a lot of it. I don't have a Switch myself, but I've just heard so many people playing about it. And it's apparently a good game. But I wouldn't know. I'll have to look into it a bit more. Yes. Um, and then finally from me, um, can we win this tournament? Can we re reclaim our whatever it is? I've forgotten the phrase that they've put out. Rain. Rain. rain that's it. Reclaim our rain. Reclaim our rain. Absolutely. I mean, we have the quality in the team. I think there's going to be a lot of difficult situations with a lot of different teams. Like I said, there's so many variables, but I, I mean, I believe we can, you know, if you, it's all about being informed for this amount of time and you can yeah. go all the way if you're able to sustain that. So get out of the group stage and then anything's possible. That's it. Yeah. Fingers, fingers are crossed, toes are crossed, everything is crossed that we can oh, yeah. actually get really, really far and hopefully win this tournament because it would be great to get a bit of silverware and see us, even qualify for next season's uh, Champions League as well, because that would be great yeah. to see you guys in, on the continent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I just want to ask, um, for this tournament, is there a message you want to give to the fans that um, are going to be supporting us along the way? No, I just think any, any kind of messages that fans would bring, um, obviously following up on our social media posts and supporting us, whatever we're supporting, supporting that as well. Um, I mean, that's, that's really the only way we can, we can feel that the fans are there, but I, I mean, we yeah. know that they're supporting us from home. So just, uh, appreciate that and appreciate you for supporting us across the pond. After you're more than welcome. Um, thank you for taking the time out to come onto the show as always, like a, in the previous in the year, 
it's a pleasure um, to be able to speak to you guys. And hopefully, we'll be able to speak to you during the tournament and hopefully at the end of the tournament with a bit of silverware. That would be nice. That would Absolutely. Be nice. Good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much, Russell. And uh, good luck in the tournament. Thank you. Cheers. As I just said, I want to say thanks to Russell for coming on to the show. Great to speak to him um, for the second time this season. He, he's made as many appearances on my show as he has done for the club this season. That just shows you how mental this year has been. It's just crazy, isn't it? But, you know, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. We'll get through it together. You know, me and you. We'll get through it. Um, anyway. Let's end the show because, you know, I'll just end up waffling and no one wants to listen to that. Unless you do. If you do, tweet me. Um, but speaking of tweeting, let's do the little shout outs for where you can find me. So on Twitter, it's at DC United Kingdom. On Facebook and Instagram, it's at DC United Kingdom FC. There's also the membership, which is free. Um, there is a paid version, which you will get an exclusive T-shirt, which you can't buy anywhere else. Um, just head over to DCUnitedKingdom.com. And just click on that uh, membership page and you'll see a little form there. There is two options, as I just said. There is the free tier and then there's a paid tier. Um, there's merchandise, as you can see I'm wearing. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, um, just head over again to the website, which is, as I've just said, dcnightkingdom.com. Click on the merchandise store link and you'll see a load of different merch available. So you've got a baseball style t-shirt, which I'm currently wearing and it's currently my favourite one. I absolutely adore it. There's uh, caps on there. There's mugs. There's travel mugs. There's all sorts. So head over. Oh, why not buy some? You know, it'll help the show out. Um, Looking to, you know, you never know. Improve the mics. Get some better lighting. Make this show even better than what it already is. Um, again, now I am waffling. So let's end it. I don't think there's anything else I need to say. So, until next time, vamos United! <laughs>